Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and cults. Oh my God. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. My name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? like went to Olive Garden and it was me, my mom, my sister, my brother and you I came out of Olive Garden? That's the fucking gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know! I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it... I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hi! Hi, hello, how Welcome. are you? How's it going? Great. <laughs> How's that be little thing? <laughs> uh, welcome to It's Our Turn, Queers and Cults. The Cults of... The Cults of Queers. <laughs> <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Aiden. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Tony. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. <clears throat> and we are here today, and that is all you're going to get from us. <laughs> <laughs> I exist barely. <laughs> <laughs> I am alive. It's debatable. <laughs> um, I feel like those two, the SNL skit, do you remember that SN, where the, it's like those two women doing the radio show and they always, and there's the, the oh, today we have so-and-so and they've made their sh- uh, sweaty balls. Their last name was sweaty. Sweaty ball. Oh. They made their sweaty balls. And, oh, your, their sweaty balls are so moist. And, and it was um, uh, oh. Molly Shannon. Is that her name? Molly Shannon? The fun one that did Superstar. Superstar. Um, I don't know I, other names. Anyways. I know it Melissa was, McCarthy in this spot. That's yeah. it. Yeah, the only one that matters. <laughs> yeah. it, but they did that, and it's like this ASMR radio show, and they're just very, like, reserved, but they're saying all these inappropriate things. And I feel like that's us today. It's just, hi, hi, it's, it's Aiden and Tony, and we're here to talk about the intense personal trauma. <laughs> oh. For your listening pleasure. <laughs> I almost said the peen. The peen. <laughs> we're here to discuss. The peen, the, the bees. Peen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it. That's that's all we have for you today. Thank right, you. Thank you, you Joey Whitney Houston. <laughs> Play this that was song great. For you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Tony, it's been a week. It's been a couple weeks. It's been it it's been weeks. Days it has have been passed. A couple weeks. Time has marched on. Yeah. How's this month been for you? <clears throat> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here in silence. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> We were no. We were both just discussing how this month has just been. It's just been a lot. It's been heavy. Yeah, 
I don't know what I told someone. I said, I don't know what planet is in retrograde, but it needs to calm the fuck down. It needs to chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's been too much and I'm not (laughs) excited about it. And it's not just like me. A lot of times when I feel like that, I feel like I'm existing in this space that is chaotic and outrageous and everyone else is kind of just like doing their thing and I'm just like, blah, you know, but for me, it's everyone, like everyone around me, my coworkers, my, you know, pardon me. The amount of people in the last couple of weeks that have made a left-hand turn from the right-hand lane right in front of me. I mean, everyone is losing their goddamn minds. <laughs> everyone. They are just, and I'm losing my mind too. I want to just like. You are g- taking note. <laughs> All of those people on that Oprah special about road rage back in like, I don't know, the 1980s or something. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand now. I fully understand when you're just like, I you just something just snaps. Just so if you, you see my name in the news, no, you didn't. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm on the front page, just burn that one and start from the second. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just been a lot. I don't. I can't. You know, it's it's hard to like even mention a thing because it's just so. It's like so many tiny little things that like add mm-hmm. up to big things you know and uh you know like this makes me a little more anxious which makes my stomach hurt which means that every time i eat i don't feel good which means that i'm not sleeping well because i don't feel good and then I, you know and i'm which means i'm tired so i'm drinking more coffee which means my stomach hurt which gives me anxiety because i have too much coffee which means that i'm you know and then it just snowballs for days on end yeah and then and then you need like full resets I need a full day to reset, but then I have something going on every single day mm-hmm. of the of the week or the weekend, you know, things that I have committed to and want to do. But yet when you get to that point where you're like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, it's it's rough. Even the fun things take a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. Bless, Allergies, things, bodies. Thy. Yeah. Bless, don't bless me. Take it back. <laughs> I blessed your temple of the. <laughs> don't call my body a temple. No one, no one's worshiping in it. Well, what? I wish I would actually. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Aiden's Instagram is. <laughs> Please get in, slide into slide into literally anything. Slide into my DMs. Slide, slide into in. me. Slide and buckle in. up. <laughs> Just slide in. <laughs> fill in the fill in the rest of the sentence as you will. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh bless. You know <clears throat> on days like these I think back of me. To last week when I also had a day like this. Yeah. <laughs> I think back to last night when I had existential crisis, crisis panic attack. And I think back I, to the all of the nights last month that I laid in bed crying. In the fetal position. And I think nothing has changed. (laughs) See, for me, what stress, when uh, when stress comes in, right, like real hard, real heavy, Mm -hmm. I lose, I kind of like (laughs) the chemical imbalance. Is that your ex's name, stress? (laughs) (laughs) Game hard and heavy. Yes, (laughs) game hard and heavy, right up in there. Okay. (laughs) It's like throwing a pickle through a barn door. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm are. so funny. Why am I not getting paid for being funny? <laughs> you should. I would. If I had the money, I'd pay you. <clears throat> but yeah, I. But I get like. What's the, it's like the verge of psychosis. Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, no, uh, so, like for fucking real. For like real. where I'll literally, I'll have like these super high highs, like moments where I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm doing, you know, things are crap right now, but God, I am like. I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm doing wonderfully and I'm like so, I just feel good. And then like next second, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Everything is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm mm-hmm. fucked. Everything's fucked. And then, and then it'll just go back and forth like all day. And I'm like, oh my god, I need to chill. I need, <laughs> I need to be medicated in all sense of the words. You know, I've been, I've been realizing and learning, and I'm not entirely sure because the medical, the medical, in this area, particularly mental health, very difficult to access. Very so difficult. Bad. Yeah, like <clears throat> the I've had, I've had, I've had. Let's see, I've had one psychiatrist, and that was only because of my. Um, the the time I spent in the mental health facility, and so it's a requirement. If you spend if you spend more if you spend uh, more than twelve hours, or if you spend twenty four hours in a mental health in the local mental health facility, you are required to come back for the every month for the next year mm-hmm. to check in with a psychiatrist to be then like fully released, like fully like you are no longer need our services. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> a whole year. A whole year. You have to come back for a year. I was I was in the in the. Um, if you admit yourself into the mental health facility, they have to keep you for twenty four hours. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think they have to keep you for twenty four hours. Pardon me. And after that, if you stay there for twenty four hours, then you have to check in every month for a year. And so that's the only psychiatrist I had, and he zoomed in from another town because we yeah. literally. The mental health facility here literally doesn't have a physical psychiatrist. Besides that, I've only ever ever been able to visit a psychiatrist here once. And the third time that I had a psychiatrist was because I was getting an assessment and he came in from Reading. He comes in from Reading and does like all the assessments in one day. Mm-hmm. And so you you can't get, you can't ever get like, solid care you can never like get a diagnosis you can never like get any kind of explanation as to what's going on honey the healthcare here in this county is <sighs> a true it's fucking miserable it's like i've never experienced i've lived in a lot of places like a lot uh <laughs> like a lot like this is you know, state number six I oh think, nice five or six um but in many different towns that i've never experienced and you fucking lived in the midwest i lived in the south midwest north uh yeah, all within there, all within that wedge, and <laughs> but I have never experienced. But I know that it's not it's not the state. It's you could go just to a different county, like you can go to Reading, you can go down to San Fran or down to Sacramento. You can get all the healthcare there. But yeah, this county, I don't the, like. It's so isolated. It is, and like I I was just telling. Uh, sorry, I was just telling uh one of my roommates last night. I was like, um, if they were if some if somebody in healthcare. New, like I feel like if I if I did if my practice was in healthcare, I would move to Humboldt. I mean, depending on your perspective, your practice is kind of in healthcare. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you are a mental health professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm a professional. I have a in, lot of experience honey, in I'm the mental pro- health field. <laughs> I'm a professional in a lot of things. Then, okay, 
<laughs> but <laughs> I would bring my practice to this county because yeah. I would, I'd be booked for the next three years. See, the problem is, is that, one, they don't pay enough, I think. And then, two, actually, legitimately, <clears throat> a lot of doctors, healthcare professionals, a lot of people, they can't move here because there's nothing to – like, their partners have nothing to do. So, like, doctors have a hard time moving here because their wives, like, have nothing to do. They just like there's nothing to do here. There's no socializing. There's no like nothing. And so their wives can't stand it here. So they leave and go to a bigger town where there's fucking something to do. Also, they get paid more like it's real. I understand that it's really difficult to have a practice here because unless you have a private practice. And then if you have a private practice, though, then like usually if you have a partner, they don't want to be here. And if you have a private practice, it's, you you know, you most everybody's on insurance or Medicare or Medi-Cal here. And then that's just a fucking shit show because they're like. You know, here, we'll give you 20 bucks for this. You know, like they're just awful. So it's really difficult. I understand that it's difficult to make a practice here, but also what what the fuck are we supposed to do? I can't drive to Sacramento every time I need to see a psychiatrist. Also, my insurance wouldn't cover that, you know, like. Or even a dentist. A dentist? Absolutely. Yeah. It's taken me. I got an appointment. I made it like two months ago. I still got like four or five months ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) before I can get Mm -hmm. in there. It's rough. And I've been like, well, I originally started this because you were talking about like highs and lows and stuff, and I've been realizing that that like <clears throat> I don't uh, again because I I can't get a health professional that I like and that I trust that I can have for a, a while, mm-hmm. um, uh, particularly a psychiatrist. I haven't ever been able to fully explore this, but I've had a couple therapists consider. Um, like I had one therapist said that she was considering a bipolar two diagnosis, but then I I I happened to find her right before her retirement, so we didn't get to fully explore that long enough for her to give me an official diagnosis. And then the second therapist was he was fully convinced I was bipolar, but I it wasn't a good match with me. He wasn't a bad therapist. I just wasn't a good match with me, so I only saw him for a few months. So I've never been able to be with someone long enough to fully explore that option. But I have, since hearing that, I've looked into it more and and I fully like have recognized two things. One, I do see the pattern of mania and depression. You know, I realized that throughout my life, I have periods. I'm either, I either have all of the energy, I'm getting everything done. Life's amazing. I love every single aspect about it. I can keep my house clean. I can keep my clothes put away. I can, you know, do all of the things or I can't do anything. Or I'm, I can barely get out of bed. I have no energy. I don't have the desire to even fucking pick my clothes up off the floor. Yeah. I haven't cleaned my bathroom in six weeks. You know, like it's one extreme or the other. <clears throat> and it's really challenging. And also, I've been, the other thing that I've been learning is that the symptoms of PTSD, particularly CPTSD, you basically have, you can have the exact same symptoms of, as like, bipolar you know like you can have you can experience very similar I shouldn't say the exact same you can experience very similar symptoms of bipolar so you have that mania and that and and the depression you have you know you have periods of up and down and it's it makes life really challenging because I I feel like us at least in our experience we're constantly craving balance and yet everything about our experience disallows us that that option you know yeah 
and honestly living living uh living as a neurotypical person in a uh in this capitalistic capitalistic society is already hard enough so when you add when you sprinkle on all the trauma <laughs> and whatever the fuck like wow thanks <laughs> we got this yeah you're absolutely <laughs> right like just existing under the best conditions existing in this society is ridiculously challenging yeah but then you add trauma and then you add being in a cult then you add abuse then you add being queer then you add being old, <laughs> I mean, which is an experience exclusive to me in this room. <laughs> and I'm not old. I know. I I I I told you. I warned you last week. Um, or unless you're listening to this on the podcast, which at this point it could have been three months ago, because <laughs> I don't <laughs> upload anything ever. What's time? <clears throat> what is time? That I'm turning forty this year, and it's my entire fucking personality. Everything. Uh, that's just it. That is who I am now. I am turning forty. I can't but, wait for you to get like new pair. Of- glasses and yeah we're just gonna cat eyes that's it cat eyes <laughs> cat la- large clunky jewelry and moomoos that's all i'm gonna be wearing for the rest of my life <laughs> or calf tans if as some people call if them if i don't see a casserole in your in your hands at all times a martini glass and a casserole <laughs> i will I suddenly develop some accent i'll start sounding like i smoke right like i smoke a pack a day which i don't <laughs> listen to all hey, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with yes? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's it. You'll be showing up. I'll be have like I'm just gonna hear like Celine Dion blaring on your car radio all by like, myself. Oh, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> all by myself. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll 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 experience me before you you'll clickety clackety clickety clackety clickety clackety <laughs> all my jewelry and my necklaces oh. clinking together. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's who I am now. But yeah, you start adding on those layers and it becomes significantly more challenging. Every every aspect of it, you know, like our society is fucked right now. So existing under the best conditions is challenging. But then, you know, you add all those extra layers and it's really difficult. You know, like I know I joke about being like <clears throat> 40 and queer in, in a tiny town and like, oh, it's it's funny to say, but like it's genuinely difficult. Like I haven't been in a relationship in over a decade you know (laughs) like I've been on like maybe a couple dates maybe I don't know like there's just people just people my age in this area are just you know virtually non-existent you know unless they're as unmentally mentally unstable as I am and then that's just like a volatile combination I gotta be careful. I'm thinking. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I feel like the queer community here. As I dramatically fold my arms. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because once again, I've lived in a lot of places, uh, Mm -hmm. so I got to experience, you know, queerness and different genres. (laughs) Queerness and different different genres. Oh, that's yes. the, that's that's the best, the way most I, amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's the best way. I that's can the nicest it. way I've ever heard someone describe queer, fucking irritating queer people. I've experienced a lot of different genres of queer people. <laughs> <laughs> They've 
They hey. vary, and and my my archetype has been unique. Some people like country. Some people like R and B. I like both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I mean, saying anything. I'm not implying anything. I okay. fully appreciate it. I'm just <laughs> wink. <laughs> <laughs> not implying anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the loudest fucking envelope I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> we need fans in here so we can, yeah. you know, swarp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just feel like it's difficult to date in this community here, in in Humboldt County specifically. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. I mean, I mean, queer community is always difficult to date anyway. I feel like it's there's all there's there's an additional level of challenge yes. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I've noticed it's a little more difficult here than than like other places I've lived. And just to clarify, when you say date, you mean like I feel like what I'm like literally date because like if you go into a bigger city, if you go down to fucking L.A. or San Francisco, you could hook up with just about anybody. There's going to be someone in like point two miles from yeah. you that's like oh yeah no like <clears throat> hooking up's a different story. Leg door open, legs open, windows I mean, open, like, just crawl in however you can. You I know, mean, I mean like date, try to maybe some serious type thing. Yeah, like go on a date, like talk, have a conversation, maybe go on a second date, maybe like yeah. that. Know. Almost non-existent here. I, almost I, non-existent. I, I don't, uh, yeah. Which is hard when you want it, because you want you know you would like to have <clears throat> that that connection with somebody, um, but you can't even. I don't even know where to look here. I, I t- seriously, I don't. I, I genuinely don't. I'm like, <clears throat> I, can't, I can't tell you how many times we, I'll go on like a, like a, a date or hang out with somebody, and then they say, you know, we're friends, and that's it, because there's you, nothing. Yes, you either like immediately go to, yeah, totally. Like there's, their relationships are valuable in in all contexts, you know. So they friendships are, yes. are valuable for sure, but like. Absolutely. But like, <clears throat> romantic connection is something I would enjoy, you right. know. Especially being someone who I'm not even entirely sure I want sex. Like I, I'm, I'm on the asexual spectrum in some capacity. I'm not entirely sure yeah. to what capacity yet, because you know, there, there's it, at least for me the degree to which I am. I haven't. How do I? I haven't had enough experiences to know into what degree I'm on the asexual mm-hmm. spectrum, but I know that I am. Yeah. And so, uh, especially for someone like me at my age, at my, um, with being on the spectrum, the, uh, well, I mean, honestly being on just about all spectrums, I think at this point, like not even joking, I don't like romantic connection is something I'm really interested in. I would really like to have that experience, you know, and you the simple things of like, <clears throat> good morning texts to being able to like cook for someone to being able to like go on dates and I don't know just that just all the little things that like but then I always I kind of like I don't know I have this like back and forth because all of the things that I feel like I would like to appreciate with a partner I do have in forms with other people you know like I, I a lot of the things that I say that I would like to enjoy with a romantic partner, I do get to enjoy with my really close, dear friends in different capacities, you know? So It's, it's different, though. For, but, it's, yeah. It's different to have that, your person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To have your person with you and actually, I don't know, there's just a deeper connection than yeah. with, I mean, we're best friends, right? But, you know, I... Oof. 
Yeah. That's... When you put it like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it is different. There's but a di- I will different... never penetrate yeah. <laughs> your heart in that way. <laughs> I just want to use Not the just word my heart, penetrate. Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say the P word. <laughs> Penetrate. <laughs> By the way, uh, for those who are listening, we do discuss religious trauma here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but this is uh, we we just it's our show. We discuss mm-hmm. what the fuck we want. Um, Honestly, everything we're talking about is a result of religious trauma, pretty much. So, like actually, you know, <laughs> my road rage probably religious trauma. Let's be real, yeah, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's it's it's. You ever seen like you know like a shape of a shape of a pyramid? Well, in the very center. Is religious trauma. The center? The okay. Center. <laughs> Every brick on the bottom layer. Let's be real, okay? Every single thing I do in my life is being like built upon that religious drama. Let's 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 be real. Let's be real. But on that note, so I went to this event last night. Um it was emo night. It was an emo night. Mm-hmm. And uh emo themed night. Super fun. Really enjoyed it. It was it was it was just it was lovely to sit back and watch my friends just everyone that that I was there with was like in their mid 20s roughly at, and um <clears throat> and so this emo night like all of the songs they were like oh my god I had this album in high school oh my god this is like I remember this this is what I grew up to this is you know so it was like they're like mm-hmm. fucking reliving their their junior high high school days mm-hmm. And uh, it was lovely, so lovely to see these people that, like, I don't know. There's just something about that kind of experience of people just seeing people that you normally interact with on in different capacities. Like, I volunteer with this person often, and, and, and they're usually – we're both usually in the capacity of, like, work mode or, like <clears> – <throat> Like, got to get shit done. We're doing stuff. It's got. We got to be focused, and we hang out outside of that. That's not our only capacity, but even still, there's just like a lot. It was just. It, I don't know. It was just really beautiful to see them like cut loose and jumping around and dancing, and you know, these people just like like just fucking feeling it and living it. It was really, really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there was an element for me of like, oh, I don't. I don't know a lot of these songs. I don't like, I didn't have that. You know, they were telling the stories of like, they were telling the stories of like, what am I trying to say? Oh, like one of them was like, oh yeah, my parents would only let me get this small tattoo or I was only allowed to get this piercing, but not that piercing. And I wasn't allowed to do this. I was allowed to cut my hair, but not this short and or that short, or I was allowed to, you know, that kind of stuff. Or like, as soon as I turned 18, I just moved out of my parents' house. And like, one of my friends was like, on their trip to their new destination, they got a piercing like they, they they couldn't even wait until they got to where they were going they like had to stop somewhere in like san francisco and get a piercing and <clears throat> i didn't like the the religious like the mind fuck of real of this cult is like that it's not even about it's not even about like the control and manipulation that happens um, while you're in the church and in the cult and in that environment. 
but how it still controls you when you're out of that environment. Yeah. You know, like I came out when I was like 30 and it was years before I got a tattoo or a piercing or anything, you know, like mm-hmm. it was like years before, you know, before I started doing like, <clears throat> even though I'd left the church prior to that, even though I'd been questioning the church prior to that, just the concept, the thought of doing that. Like when I first started drag, I, when I first started drag at 29, when I first started actually, no, I was 30. When I first started drag at 30, 30 years old, I wouldn't, I always wore gloves, those long satin gloves mm-hmm. for every performance. And I like built my character around like being vintage and those gloves because I was too afraid to shave my arms because if I shaved my arms, my parents would notice Mm-hmm. And they yeah. would ask me why. And then I would have to tell them that it was because I was doing drag. And so I couldn't, I was terrified to shave my arms. Yeah. So I just wore gloves instead. Like that was like how deep the control is. is that I'm fucking <laughs> dressing up as a woman. I'm cross-dressing for people's entertainment and money, but I won't shave my arms because my parents will find out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's that like, it's that deep, deep rooted control and trauma and it stays with you. And so I was kind of going through this like moment of mourning the the childhood that I didn't get to have and the the um the even just the rebellious moments I didn't get to have, even so far as the like realizing that the control and manipulation was so deep that once I was out of it, I was still being controlled by it. And then also kind of thinking how much am I being controlled by it now? You know, it definitely uh, sticks with you. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't, does not go away overnight. No, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away for a while. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. (laughs) Actually, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. (laughs) Period. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you can like <clears throat> you can, you can w- work through anything, but I mean, religious trauma like it sticks. It's be- yeah. when you're when you're groomed into something from day one, uh, and that becomes all you're aware of, all your your personality, all your everything. You're coded. You're literally like coded to imper- just be this person that they want you to be, and. I mean, you just, you don't have a choice. And then when you decide, okay, when you finally get old enough, you decide, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to do something different or whatever. It's like, <clears throat> it's insane how it sticks with you. Yeah. The the what ifs, you oh know? Oh my God, well, yeah. What if there is a hell? You know, like, well, what if sin is real? Like, I know it's not, but like, what if? I kind of like to, I tell myself, uh, which is just, I mean, uh, whatever. You can say what you want, Christians. But uh, <laughs> oh, I was, gonna, I was like, I do generally. No, I was, <laughs> also you, <laughs> Aiden, and Christians—the only people who judge me. Uh, <laughs> Christians and Aiden. <laughs> yes, the two people who judge me. <laughs> Every day before yes, I go continue. outside, I think, okay, what would the Christians think? What will Aiden what? think? WWAD? What would Aiden <laughs> do? WWAD? <laughs> Wad. <laughs> 
Wad. <laughs> Wad. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I like to tell, but I like to tell myself like, if that type of God, who created this hell, right, that we we used to believe in, and I used to so believe in so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that God exists. He's not very nice. Mm-mm. Um, and He's I, an asshole. I used to, and I, at the end of the day, I think everybody's fucked. Not just, yeah. not just the queers. Um. You too, Beverly. Yep. You're fucked too because that God's not good. You're there's gonna be a there's gonna be a you might think you're going to heaven, but when you get there If it's that hard for everyone else to get into Oh yeah. You're, Belinda, you're not going either. You think you know you, what I'm saying? You think you're righteous. Yeah, you think you're righteous. <laughs> you think you're righteous. Like, oh honey. Mm-hmm. Not that God don't like you. Nope. He that don't God like, don't like no one. He don't like anybody. He doesn't like anyone. <laughs> That's why he created hell to send all you all you there. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. That's the joke is he's up there creating, you know, he he told you there was a heaven and he knows no one's going there. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't make it, honey. <clears throat> all those that's, all those you, you go to church every you go to church five times a week. That's okay. <laughs> plot twist. Jesus and Satan are the same person and Satan is just the laughter you hear as he shift, you know, sends you off to hell after, yeah. you know, closing the pearly gates on you. Bummer. Mhm. That'd be a good book. A good short story. Have you ever read the Bible? Mm. Kind of the same thing. Not all the way through. <laughs> Not start to finish. I've read it all in pieces, but like I've never like I never like I never sat down uh, and watched the whole thing, you know? <laughs> I've seen all the episodes, I've just seen not in order. Passion of the Christ. But <laughs> at like five years old. And I've I'm watched Veggie Tales. From it. Oh my god. The fact that they would make us watch Passion of the Christ. I at a young age, I was forced to watch that. We were both forced to watch that. Actually, you were too. Weren't yeah, you? I watched it. I well, I voluntarily watched it, but I was in the fetal position, sobbing. You didn't voluntary. At the end of the day, they you yeah, you're you were expected. Mm-hmm. You're expected to want to see that shit. You didn't actually voluntarily do anything in mm-hmm. church. <laughs> no, it's expect yeah. it's expectation or. You either do it or there's there's hell, or honey. There's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hell, you are a one way ticket to hell. Yeah. Yeah, that was traumatic. Watching yeah. that movie. It was intense. I don't it was intense. Like not even from a religious standpoint, just like a body horror standpoint. Like yeah. uh uh just a triggering, just like uh, the scene where Mary's running towards Jesus when he's like on the cross or when Yeah when the cross drops. Wiping up the blood. It's it's devastating. Like yeah. I think the thing that got me the most was the whole which was the point because because I was believe it was I can't remember who wrote it or who did it but it was like from a more of a Catholic standpoint if I'm I could be 100% off about this but I remember the focus being on a lot being on the Mother Mary and um and just the concept of uh yeah to bring the emotion to yes, the film yeah but the concept of a parent having to watch their child be brutally yeah. murdered yeah. You know, is devast- <clears throat> that is triggering. That is yeah. wildly triggering. I mean, like my heart's it could be the coffee, but my heart's increasing just thinking about it, you know. Yeah. And what's crazy <clears throat> is that that shit happens to this day. Oh, and like so I don't know, I just didn't like now that I think back on it, you'd watch the film, you'd cry because obviously yep. devastating. That's and, and that was the real, point. And it's real you know? life shit. Like people yeah, those are real actors losing their mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean they're real actors, and it's like you're watching a real person do it. Oh, and right, also, right. you're right. There's a real, the like mothers losing their children for unnecessary reasons is and something murder. that happens every single day. Yeah. They're murdered by people who hate them. Yeah. You know. Yes. 
And um, <laughs> but then at the, after watching it, they'd be like, see how that see they would they would say that emotion that you felt is the Holy Spirit, and it's actually like it's it's just God. That's why you feel that emotion. Yeah. It's like you know, it's because um. It's sad. It's, it's because it's. it's I'm traumatized. We, it's I mean, devastating. I I cry watching Monsters Incorporated. I oh, like it so. I, know. I mean, because it's sad. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cry at like every Disney movie I've ever seen. You know. Yeah, like, like there's plenty of movies where a mother loses their child. It's sad. It's sad. It's fucking sad. I know. I cry. And I remember, <laughs> I remember talking about that movie and being like, um. I just, I was so, I was just so devastated that, like, God went through all of that for me. It's just so sad. It's so, and I'm like, no, you were sad because it's a fucking sad movie. You watched a mom, like, watch her son be murdered in front of her. That's devastating. It didn't have anything to do with Jesus' sacrifice for you. Like, it was just sad. I mean, maybe that's what I thought at the time, but it was just, and that's, okay, here's a topic. I wasn't anticipating. Christians happens often. often. It? <laughs> That's what this whole this podcast is, normal is based podcast. on. Yeah. <laughs> but Christians, what's the word I'm looking for? Not plagiarizing, but kind of that concept, taking real life traumas yes. and repurposing them to promote their agenda. Yes. Is kind of disgusting. Oh so my like, God taking that the concept of a mother losing their child unnecessarily to repurpose it to to using your emotions against you yeah it's Plus, gross uh on the same line like uh christians using god what's it called self um victimizing uh like like self, self victimization like oh my god i mean the how much we uh, victimize ourselves uh in the church, like, oh, the world is ending. We're being persecuted for every little thing. Oh, oh. Persecution, persecution, persecution. Oppression, how we literally thought we were being oppressed. Yeah. Like, and it's like, honey, you're, you're a white Christian uh, in, in the USA. I think you're ignorant. You're fine. (laughs) You're fine. Yeah. Like what you think is oppression and, and like, uh, Persecution on your faith is actually just somebody telling you to please, um, please don't <clears throat> shout um, in the middle of this library about Jesus yeah. right now. We're trying to people are people are trying to have a quiet time, and you're shouting about Jesus. And yeah. oh, this the librarian comes up and says, "Hey, sh- could you please? Talk? <gasps> I'm being persecuted for yeah. my faith. Shut the like, fuck up, sir. This is a Wendy's." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like persecution. We used to like we were. Would you we, like the four for four? Yeah. <laughs> they won't give me my Jesus discount <laughs> on a Sunday. I swear to God. Uh, yeah. The the I like the amount of times we talked about how being prayer being removed from school was a personal attack on all Christians and us, like a personal attack on us, how we are being persecuted because we're not allowed to talk about Christianity, which this country was founded on, which is all bullshit. Like it's just, it was founded on slavery. It was exactly. It was founded by Christians. What it was founded on slavery. Yeah. It wasn't founded on Christians, (laughs) you know, it like, I don't, it, we just, Oh Yeah. Fucking our church thinking that we were oppressed when we were like a, a room full of white people 
who had never experienced any difficulty, you know, like as far as society is concerned, like our oppression at that moment was, you know, the fact that the Starbucks was closed that day or they won't bring us our coffee to our front door. Like, it was just absolutely outrageous, some of the stuff that we came up with. Oh, my God, in Starbucks? Mm. Don't talk about them. Those in their heathen Christian cups? Yeah, they're green cups instead of red for the blood of Christ. Oh, my God. It's just, yeah, it's outrageous. I can't believe that was a whole thing. It still is. That shit happened. Like, I mean, yeah, I just... There was, I I don't... There was this, in this last week, there was a 16-year-old trans girl that was murdered in the USA for being trans. Yeah. And you're concerned about Starbucks cups? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's... And you want to call yourself a Christian? And it's your people that are causing this? Mm -hmm. Like, your testimonies at every single fucking, at every single fucking, you know, like, city council meeting you can get into? Yeah. And you want, and that, that's the world you think Jesus wants? That's the thing that baffles me. Like, okay, let's say Jesus is real. Let's say he is real and he and Christianity is real. You think that Jesus is stoked that you caused, that you incited enough violence that a 16 year old trans girl is murdered mm-hmm. for being trans. The same Jesus who would step in front of uh, people throwing, ready to kill and murder a prostitute, who stepped in front and said no. Mm -hmm. That same Jesus, that Jesus would be pissed. You know the Jesus that said he died for all humans and all sin? That Jesus? That's the Jesus you think wants you to murder trans people? The same Jesus who said put, same Jesus who expected you to put all your wealth that you think you earned into, a into the community to give it away to the poor, to the poor into, yeah into the community mm-hmm. oh, that, that jesus, jesus? <laughs> that, that jesus you think that jesus is the <clears throat> is the, oh, i just can't i just i just I'm about can't. to become christian again. i know i'm about to become christian to show you how it's supposed to be done I, i'm about to become a real christian look i tell you what that was actually one of the things that um helped helped me and in, in my during my de- deconstruction is because you have okay so you have this bible right it's full of you got on one hand you got this god who is extremely abusive uh blessed are those who bashes the babies against the rock right um and glad we start these episodes with trigger warnings oh (laughs) every time i think about this i'm like oh no 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 we did a trigger warning good thank god (laughs) because hey they got bibles and they got you can read that in elementary school Seriously, so, are you kidding? Yeah, so you got that, and then on this hand, you got uh, Jesus, who's flipping over tables because he hates capitalism. Yeah. Okay, so I I stand Jesus. I stand with Jesus. For sure. Jesus was not that bad. Yeah. He was pretty fucking good. But fact, you can't actually. tell me that this Bible is the whole, that is was written by the same God, and it is the same God. You can't tell me that. I, I No. No. I don't, I, I, so I don't, I can't accept that whole... Um, that this wasn't written by a man or men. It was inspired by the whole... I can't accept that. No. Okay. <clears throat> but I just can't. So... You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the New Testament was Jesus trying to make up for all of his dad's mistakes. Because it sounds like he had an abusive father. Yeah. And there was still abuse uh, after uh, Jesus had passed... There was still abuse in the church and people doing abuse things in the in the scriptures. So and being wrong, 
blatantly. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as Jesus goes, it wasn't that bad. In fact, no. Jesus came down to the earth for the sole purpose to tell all of the religious people who were doing what his dad told him to, to stop it. Like, don't do that. That's not how it's supposed to be done. This is wrong. Stop abusing people. Stop stoning people for no reason. Stop stoning people, please. Stop <laughs> murdering people because you think it's right. You act like you don't get like, no, that's not what I said. I said none of that. Don't do that. Which is why. Stop that. Which is why the religious uh, Pharisees of that time hated him. Yeah. Because. It's why Jesus ended up literally ended up being murdered. Yeah. But honestly, if you think about it, if I was, if I was a religious, if I was religious um, in that time and I was grew up in that religious mindset of this very, very strict religious mindset. Um, and then Jesus came along and said, mm, how about, no, how about forget all that noise that uh, was set before you. Just love your neighbor. I'd be like, oh, <gasps> love my neighbor. But what about all this work? That I've been working so hard that to achieve. That poor person over there? Yeah. You want me to that love them? <laughs> you want me to care about people? That male prostitute like, over there? Uh, you want me to care about them? You want me to... Excuse me? Show just a little bit of kindness to my server? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that woman over there that, that like, is on her third husband because <laughs> they've been abusive to her, so she left him? Yeah. That whore? You want me to love them? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you, like, hear yourselves? Yeah. Like, it's just... It's baffling to me. It's just absolutely baffling to me. Yeah. How See, they... if, if Jesus is God, then I don't believe the Old Testament God exists. And if Jesus is God, then um, I don't think you're going to uh, get very far with calling yourself a Christian. Have you seen that TikTok of um, that woman that's, you know... Hey Jesus, I was just calling about the um that 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 I don't remember it was like that, you know that that you know Susan says that she's she's done this no oh mind my own but okay okay Jesus and it's yeah, that yeah. like she's a Christian <laughs> but like she, she's making a comedy about like what people say and how they twist the scriptures and it's like oh 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 no oh 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 just mind my own but okay okay are you sure okay okay Jesus mm-hmm. it's really funny it's cute. But, uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, there, there's, like, things – I'm not the first person that sa- has said this, but, like, Jesus would be appalled mm-hmm. by modern Christianity. Yeah. Like, appalled. He, yeah. Like, you would – and I genuinely mean this. You Not appall. Appalled. He wouldn't mind a Paul or two, I don't think, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, Jesus is queer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would – you would more likely see Jesus at a pride parade than you would at church on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Like, I, and I'm not even, like, saying that to be, like, quote-unquote disrespectful. I'm just genuinely. Well, it's, uh, no. But even in even in the scripture, you're more likely to see him uh, with so-called sinners than in the mm-hmm. synagogues. Jesus spent all of his time being very intimate with 12 men. Yeah. You don't think he was a little fruity? And <laughs> oh no, if you look You don't up, think you don't think he was a little he was a little like, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you look mm. up pansexual in the in the dictionary, it comes it's to Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and Captain Jesus Jack come, Sparrow. No, oh, comes but, to Jesus. Oh, and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. those are the two yeah. most pansexual people I could think of. Which actually 
maybe the same person. I don't know. Jesus is Jack Sparrow. Oh my gosh. A documentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, let's go on break. A I, break. I gotta pee really bad. The Sorry. amount of times I have lip synced that song, <laughs> it's my favorite. It's oh fuck! Sorry, 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 sorry. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. Never have been. Never will be. I'm not gonna start now. I'm <clears throat> Welcome um, back, everyone. Yes. Did I hope we all get some water? Water. Take a nice piss. Take a, take a nice piss with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Cross streams, everybody. Oh, uh, uh, why are we like this? <laughs> um, Do you remember what we were talking about before the break? Uh, just our... Because I don't. Perspectives of the Bible and stuff and Jesus and whatnot. Yeah, and how Jesus is actually probably not that bad of a person, but all yeah. of his followers are. Yeah. Do you think Jesus was gay? Do you think Jesus is queer? I think Jesus is queer. I think Jesus is queer. I think he was. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was everything that these self-righteous people hated. So one of those things would be queer. That's true. Never thought about it from that perspective. I just can't get past the fact that he spent all of his time with 12 men. And that the only time I could ever imagine spending time with that many men is to have sex with them. Because otherwise... Men are intolerable. <laughs> They're yeah. absolutely intolerable. Hey, his ministry only lasted like three years. Okay. Well, that's because uh, he spent all his time with 12 men. <laughs> and those three years? He didn't. He wasn't he, crucified for our sins. He was crucified because he murdered all of them. He was, he was, he was crucified because he was queer. <laughs> Jesus doesn't. They left that out of the Bible. Jesus wasn't nailed on a cross. Jesus just got nailed. <laughs> And they couldn't have that get out, so they changed they the story. They couldn't put that in the Bible. Yeah, they couldn't put that in the Bible. <clears throat> so they they made up the story. Like, he's going to come back and be like, I wasn't nailed on a cross. I was getting nailed. What are you talking <laughs> about? Peter, Paul, and Simon, all, all three of them at the same time. God. We were best of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the story you've been telling about me, you fucking shithead. <laughs> God. You know, I hope that one day um, I die. I feel like a lot of people hope that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and <laughs> oh no, that was end of, that. yeah, uh, end of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hopes you die. Just like Jesus, I, I hope the suffering ends. <laughs> just like just like Jesus. <laughs> He died the way he lived. He died doing what he loved, getting nailed. Yes. <laughs> I think I saw a meme like that. Yeah, probably. It's probably um, I thought of it. But I hope I hope people like write stories about me, say things that I did and wonderful things that I never actually did, and mm-hmm. then like I become people's gods. Like that would be kind of cool. It's nice to have aspirations, especially realistic ones. Everybody pray to G- or no, sorry, Tony. Oops. Everyone, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Old habits die hard. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we are going straight, straight to, to hell. hell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Oh, we only say this, Jesus, because we one we don't think you're real, and two, if you are, we think you probably appreciate it. So. Yeah. Oh no, Jesus is if Jesus is real, he'd get a kick. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus would have a sense of humor. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He'd hate all those <sighs> stuffed up, self righteous bigots. Yeah. I can't imagine Jesus being happy with those people. Yeah. I wish Jesus would come back. I wish he was real enough that he would just come back and just be like, listen, all of you, shut the fuck up. Knock it off right now. No, no, don't kill trans people. What's wrong with you? Being gay is just fine. I want I want him to come back so he go, okay, all queers with me, everybody, all, yeah. all, the, all my uh, followers here. Uh, y'all can stick around. <laughs> like we are okay. Um, time. Uh, we're going back to heaven. Everyone, get on the, get on the the heavenly bus. Get on the the clouds to start. Right. Oh no no not you, Beverly. Mm-mm. Nope, mm-hmm. you're not going. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Do you remember that speech you just gave at the city council? Um, did you remember voting for against queer people's rights? Yeah, you're gonna stay here. Yeah. You're gonna. You get to. You know what? Hell's not real. But living in the world you created is. Oof. So Oof. good luck with that. Yeah. Because here's the thing. People like that. It's like the. People like that only appreciate you as long as you agree with them. So it's only a matter of time until all the Karens get turned on as well by somebody. And they're just you know dumbfounded because they don't know how it happened because they, you know, they did all the right things by you know, doing all the horrible things, <laughs> you know? Let me sum up. Let me sum up uh, this toxic religion that I grew up in mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Do it. My mom called me the other day. Okay. Um, it was like three days ago. She called me and we were talking and then she goes, oh, by the way, good news. Um, your brother has asked Jesus into his heart. Okay, now, my brother... Is he's about? Oh, your younger brother. My younger I was brother. Your older brother. He's autistic and ha- he's uh, sixteen, I believe. Right? Yeah, he's ten years younger than me, so he'd be sixteen. Um, and I was about sixteen when I start really started getting into the re- because that's the age we really start to accelerate in my family when we're groomed like the way we were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sounds right. Um, and she goes, yeah. And right after saying that, she goes, yeah, just. Just the other day, he was. He came up to me. He said, "Mom, um, is can people be possessed by demons and not know it?" And she goes, "Isn't that funny?" He was just at, like, "That's the Christianity we are ra- that I was raised in." Yeah. Fear, 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 fear. Mm-hmm. Devil is actually way more powerful than God. At the end of the day. In the Christianity I was born in and raised in. And actually, I've only seen that Christianity. I've been in many different types of, I've been charismatic, Baptist, all these different mm. realms of Christianity. Genres, fear, if you will. Genres, if you will. Mm-hmm. Fear is like the catalyst. Yes. And absolutely. I am sick of it. And I'm, it pissed me off. I didn't I didn't say a word. I wanted to be like, Mom, keep your fear mongering to yourself. Yeah, totally. Because... I, I know how he feels because I was his age yeah. living with my mother. He's terrified. Yeah. He's terrified right now. Absolutely. Um, and there's nothing I can do. I can't save him. And it 
frustrates me because he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go through what I went through, and he's gonna have to experience. He's already went through what I went through with my mom. He's gonna have to experience all this stuff that I wish he didn't. He didn't have to. He doesn't have to experience that stuff, but because he has no choice, he's going to. And I can't do anything about it. And I gotta watch my little brother live through all the fear and depression and self-hate and self-harm that I went through. And oh, that right there makes me um, want to burn everything down. Just that thought. Yeah. That I have to, I have to live knowing that there's no way to help my little brother who I love dearly that he's gonna and it makes me hate I hate my mom I do yeah oh, of course I love I, I love her in a way because I know she's just she's ignorant mm-hmm. and she's also full of fear that was given if she was groomed it's it's definitely like a uh, generational yeah trauma she was sure. groomed by her parents yeah. mm-hmm. and her parents were groomed by their parents and but like wake the fuck up and quit passing down this trauma to your kids mm-hmm let them decide if they want to mm-hmm. at one point. But no, you won't let them decide. You're great. Even though you say that he made the decision to accept you. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You made that decision for him. Mm-hmm. And you, and you, like, you, ugh, it's just so aggravating. So aggravating. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, at, at Christmas at our at Christmas this year, I saw my dad start to treat my nephew exactly the way he treated us as a kid. And I lost my ever-loving shit. I I lost my shit. I was furious. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I told him so. I told my dad so. Didn't fucking do anything. Doesn't change anything. He couldn't. And that's the thing is that like when you say like, just to clarify, when when we say things like there's nothing we can do about it, it doesn't mean that we're helpless. It means that it means that no effort on our part would actually improve the situation. You know, that like that like we don't have the legal means to go and rescue them Mm -hmm. and saying anything to them like my father telling my father that he's a piece of shit and that he's not going to like treat my mom or treat my nephews that way doesn't fucking change his behavior like I I mean yelled and screamed at him on Christmas because he was a horrible 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 person and fucking called me this week just to ask me a favor like no concept no no concept of of anything like just so oblivious so narcissistic that they think that the whole world literally revolves around them and there's they can do no wrong so when we say helpless we don't mean like we're not trying to do something it means that it's him and everyone around them is so wrapped up in this that any effort you try to make oh yeah just makes everything the worse i mean my older brother um He's not 10 years older than me. He's only three, about three years older than me. But he, at one point, when I was really, really, I was like hardcore in it just a few years ago in Christianity. And he, at one point, actually was like, just, he wasn't like telling me what to believe or what to think. But he was giving me suggestions on like, he was giving me this, which I never have really gotten before. So Mm -hmm. I thought he was trying to attack me. Of course. Because I didn't know that I was allowed to To think for yourself. For myself. Yeah, yeah. So I thought he was attacking me, but in reality, he was like, hey, but also look at these options. Um, and I thought, oh, my God, that's the devil right there. Yeah, you know? totally. But he couldn't do anything either. Like, there's no way he could have helped me. And where I was, and first of all, I am under my mother's umbrella. There is no way 
I could have gotten out of that situation mentally, uh, in any way. In any way. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I want to help my little brother. I do. But there's, I just, I know that it's, he's just going to have to go through it and figure, hope, and he's a smart, he's so smart, though. I know that he's going to figure it out. He Especially will. with the examples he has besides your mom. Like, your mom eventually, you know, the, 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 the spell that she has weaved is going to like the mm-hmm. mystery, the the intrigue, the the whatever the yeah the beauty of the spell she's created is going to fade eventually. I love that you use that term because I've I started using that term once I started deconstructing. I realized that uh, I started using that. I said my mom has she put us under spells. Yes, because she that's in my opinion that is a um, Christianity is usually. A form of like dark witchcraft, in my totally. opinion. I I remember back. This was back in when I was still in church. I remember a good friend of mine talking about bad pastor and saying, talking about how he was manipulating people, and that manipulation is a form of witchcraft. And by the way, that's in scripture, people. That it, that she was quoting scripture. She yeah. wasn't quoting it directly, but she was. She referred to a scripture. It says, I believe it was. Paul that said uh, manipulation and control manipulation and control is witchcraft. Yep. It's a form of witchcraft. You so it, like you are doing the very thing you think you're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Manipulating people is considered absolutely deplorable by God. Yeah. And that is all Christians are doing. <laughs> like that toxic Christianity is doing is manipulating people to their own agenda. Yes. It's it's really disgusting yeah it's really awful and i i'm really i've been really struggling between the i've been struggling with the in this con kind of constant battle of like i'm tired and i really want to focus on my quality of life like just enjoying my day to day Mm -hmm. you know like being able to go to work come home have a clean house play video games enjoy life, go out with friends, being able to like like mentally and physically enjoy my quality of life and then wanting to literally burn everything down to the ground. Just go mm-hmm. on a rampage and fucking find every toxic Christian I can and scream and yell at them just like they've been screaming and yelling at me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then three, like the other is like that I'm to, to do more. Yeah. To volunteer more, to make a difference, to to start a nonprofit, and you know, I've 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 dreamed for years about starting a nonprofit and specifically geared towards trans and non-binary people, providing services that are unavailable here, or helping them, or helping them find services like like being a um, like being a, a advocate. I'm a, 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 a the middle person between what they need and what's available in Humboldt County. And the, I mean, the only reason I haven't done it is because it's a lot of work and it's, and, and I'm just in that constant struggle between those three. Like I need to be doing more. I want to just enjoy my life and I want to burn everything to the ground, you know, like just really going round and round. Cause it's, 
it's <clears throat> it's unnerving. It's it's unnerving to see these things happening. To see a church that church in Ferndale celebrating because they scared, they threatened the drag show with so much violence that you know, in good conscience, they had to cancel. Mm-hmm. The people had to cancel, and them celebrating that, mm-hmm. celebrating that. You know, like it's disgusting. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to go sit in that church and. And I want to stand up in the middle of the the sermon and scream at them about all of the shit they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, like tell them about how like, oh, you want to talk about destroying children's life? Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you about my life. Mm-hmm. You want to are you really genuinely concerned about the kids? Because let me tell you, you know, <clears throat> Sunday school teacher Jeff over there is probably, you know, abusing those three kids. And then yep. Karen over here is is you know yelling and screaming at her kids and you know this person over there you're not you're not fucking concerned about the kids you're not concerned about the children no you are you are homophobic and transphobic yeah and you just need somebody to hate that's all you just want somebody to hate and queer people are no pun intended low-hanging fruit <laughs> you know like yeah. it's just infuri- it's infuriating it's overwhelming like and and it's and it's so frustrating because you know, queer people are dealing with this abuse on a regular basis. And if you lose your shit one time, you just, you know, you've 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 confirmed all of their suspicions, you yeah. know, like, see, see, see these unhinged, uncontrollable, you know, queer people are yelling and screaming. They they threatened us. They threatened us. You know, they <clears throat> they said they were gonna, you know, mm-hmm. like if you lose your I'm shit. I'm convinced, like I'm convinced, the vast majority of Christians are narcissists. Oh, yeah, because I mean, that's what narcissists do. As soon, as soon as they get some sort of, uh, what's the val- val- validation to be able to be like, ah, look, mm-hmm. look, see, mm-hmm. they just, they just got upset. Well, I've been abusing the crap out of them, but oh, finally they raised their voice. Look at them. Yeah. Look at them. Yep. It's. I mean, it's that like. That's like textbook abuse, which is, you know, like poke, 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 yep. poke, 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 poke. And when you turn around and say, stop it, teacher, 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 they yelled at me and then they get in trouble. That's mm-hmm. fucking textbook abuse. Mm-hmm. That is the first thing. I mean, my, that's how my dad was, you know, <clears throat> yeah. yell. I, I've talked about this before. Yell and scream at us. Get in our face. Yell and scream at me in my face. If I started crying because he was in my face screaming at me. And mind you, I wasn't 18. I was eight. You know? Yep. <clears throat> if I started crying, then I got in trouble for crying because he would yell and scream at me. And I quote, I'm not doing anything wrong. Stop crying. Yep. And so then I would get in trouble for crying at his apparently fully acceptable behavior. Or I love the, uh, you're in charge of your own emotions. Yeah. So I'm going to. Are you offended? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, then it's your fault. Then like, it's your okay. Fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Way to just make it all, like, this is all on me. It's this all, all on that's me. That's just classic manipulation. That is like classic stereotypical abuse. manipulation. <laughs> you know, like, come on, people. Like, <clears throat> and that shit is just like rampant in the church. And so they, bad. And they just don't see anything wrong with that. Like, you don't. See anything wrong with that behavior? I I, I I just don't I just don't get it. I don't get it, you know? It is just absolutely baffling to me that and and I just genuinely don't know what to do about it, you know, like and and 
just like a reminder to people out there that when you think that queer people, people who identify as queer, everyone across the board, when you think that that queer people aren't doing enough, when you think that um, we should be fighting back, that we should be, I really have a hard time with this, like, No one should be telling someone else what they should be doing about a problem, period. No one. Like, do not come to me and tell me, if you cancel that drag show, they're just winning. You need to do more. You don't understand what I'm dealing with. I was about to say, it's a lack of with. understanding is what it is. You don't know what I'm dealing with. Like, don't come to me and say, like, like <clears throat> we should be fighting back. Let's, you know, let, let's come to the, you know, like, you should be protesting. You should join us in this. Or, like, why aren't you doing more about this? Why aren't you doing more about this? Like, you have no idea the, like, the fucking miserable hell I'm, I'm, I'm walking through to exist at this moment. Mm-hmm. So... I am doing everything I can do. I, I, I'm I'm fully doing everything I'm capable of doing. Like, you have to stop telling queer people that they should be doing more because <clears throat> you're asking the person that's currently drowning to help save the other person that's also currently drowning. You can't do that. You don't you don't you don't understand. You don't know what that experience is. We are all just like most queer people who are dealing with this kind of abuse, this kind of assault on us every single day. We're already going through it. Existing is often exhausting. Um, Pardon me, like just. Living the life is often overwhelming. And and you're telling us that I should be doing more? Like, it's, I am doing more. <laughs> you know, like, I am, I am already doing more. Just by being here, you know? And so just, like, I, I would just say that, like, just remember that, like, we're, we're, we're doing it, yeah. you know? And this, this, this. I feel like this goes for all marginalized people across the board. Across the board. Like, you're right. You're absolutely right. Stop having high expectations. Like, or, you know what I mean? Don't, don't. It's just, it's so aggravating to, for, to have people expect you to, like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and do something about it. Yeah. Like, okay. I do, <laughs> I understand that the reality of this world we live in is that if we want change to happen, we have to make it happen. Like, I get that. I get that, like, yes, marginalized people shouldn't have to be the ones that educate people, but also we probably are the only ones that will. Mm -hmm. I understand that concept. But I also have to remind people that, that, like, especially someone who's dealt with the, the the amount of trauma that we've dealt with that like I got out of bed this morning that's I, that's that's genuinely 
a, a huge success for me. You know, like I got out of bed, I took my medication, I ate breakfast before I left the house. Like, I, I mean, I was thinking about that this morning where like before I came to, to meet and have coffee, I stayed in bed till the last minute and then, you know, like didn't have time to eat breakfast. So I grabbed food to bring with me because it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Everything's exhausting. Everything. Like, like, you know, the percentage of, of queer people that are also neurodivergent is just there's a large there's a, a large crossover. I'm, I don't know why. I'm not entirely sure why. And I'm not saying that you're queer because you're neuro, neurodivergent or vice versa. There just happens to be a big overlaps. Overlap? Overlap. That's what I meant. So there's already layers. And then a lot of queer people have experienced trauma just because society is fucked. So then there's that layer on top of that. And that's just existing. So mm-hmm. like everything is really difficult. Everything is really hard. So eating, drinking enough water, getting proper rounds of exercise, showing up at work every day, uh, paying our bills, having conversations, reminding ourselves to relax. Like there's nothing in my life that is easy, that comes easy, nothing including resting. I, it is exhausting for me to relax. I, I, I say that to people. They're like, oh, you just need to chill. You need to take a break. I'm like, you don't. It's exhausting to relax. My brain never shuts down. It never stops. It never. I don't relax. I try to rest and I try to keep my brain. I try to maintain that balance of keeping my brain active enough that it doesn't have the ability to focus on all of the fucking intrusive thoughts that are screaming in my head every single moment of every single day so that my body can kind of rest while I'm keeping my brain busy enough, but not too busy where it feels like work. So then I can't rest and relax. Like I'm getting tired just thinking about all the work I have to do to rest. (laughs) Like that's not an uncommon experience for a lot of queer people. So it's, it's, it's challenging. Like it's really genuinely challenging and just your queer friends are tired. (laughs) Just, just know that your queer friends are tired. We're tired. Yeah. We're exhausted. Yeah. And please don't, please don't call me to tell me that somebody I love has given their heart to Jesus. You're Jesus. I will murder you. Because your Jesus is an asshole. Yeah. And I do not accept that. No. Ugh. I know. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's infuriating. <sighs> yeah. And it just gets, it's, you know, I, it, <clears throat> I know that we, like, we, I know that we come on here and we, we, we talk about our, experiences with toxic religion and and most of the time I feel like we either add like an element of of comedy to it because that's just who we are mm-hmm. or we try to bring helpful like perspectives we always try to like bring a like a oh I went through this but this is how I've recovered I went through this but this is how I've grown or you know we have really positive conversations about that and that is the goal of this podcast all the time that's always the goal of this of this show of this podcast but I don't want to forget or also give off the impression sugarcoat yes that it's always it's all that like there's always a positive twist on it it's just hard 
Yeah. It's just exhausting. Yeah. And and it's overwhelming and you get frustrated. Yeah. And you want to lose your shit no. all the time. <laughs> and I do constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's definitely um it's real shit. Yeah. And it's really hard. It's really, really difficult. And yeah. I mean, I, like, just to survive this month, like, mentally and not have a mental breakdown, I've been, like, uh, making myself, like, I'll literally, like, I'll get on um, Zillow, the housing app, look up places where I would maybe want to live, maybe, a, like, a place that I would feel comfortable retiring in type thing. I just have to keep thinking of the future and pretend that, like, oh, I have the money to actually do this if I want to do it right now. I got to pretend just to make it. Yeah. I've been pretending all month. Yeah, totally. To not, so I don't lose my shit. It's helping, but I don't like doing that. I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I would like to not pretend. Yeah. I would like to just be like, okay, everything's fine. But yeah, I know that I know everything's going to be fine. And that's also kind of like this just pretend perception thing that I'm using. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I tell myself I know. Everything's going to be fine. Um, and then once that comes around, I'll be relieved more so than – but, like – Yeah. It's – you know, using that as an example, a lot of pe- people who maybe have different or more privilege than, you know, than maybe we do, that, like, going online and looking at houses may f- – feel like a tangible you know it may be rough right now but you may have the the subconscious realization that if you go on and you look at houses it's a tang it's a possible tangible future for you right most of the time when i'm planning out a future that i want i realistically know it's never going to happen there a lot and i think a lot of queer people do that where they're like they envision a future that because envisioning a brighter future is what gets you through the day. But we realistically know that it's either going to be 10 times as more difficult than it is for everyone else. Or this is something that may never happen, but I that that is irrelevant. I still have to hope for it, you mm-hmm. know. So we spend a lot of our time hoping for a future that will probably never happen because that's what gets us through the day. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to be like what you're what you're hoping for isn't going to happen. I'm not saying that, but it is, I feel like a no, common yeah. experience as queer people getting married is a big one, you know, especially for a long time, especially now that queer marriage is trying, they're trying to revoke it. Like yeah. you often queer people, it is not an uncommon experience for queer people to hope for a future that they know they will never see, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, and then you wonder why all your queer friends are like sad or depressed. Like it's like, we're living our lives hoping for things that we know is not going to happen, you know, or it's going to be really difficult or it's, you know, statistically unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it does all happen, it's just going to be a lot more difficult. Fucking having kids, adopting kids, wildly expensive, you know, and that's even if queer people can adopt them and, in, in, you know, if they're even allowed to in your state or your area or your whatever, you know. It's everything is going to be more difficult, even under the best of conditions. And most queer, most queer people are not living under the best con- of conditions, you know? Yeah. So 
Yeah, this is fun. This is this is a lovely, uplifting. On the bright side, <laughs> uh, I found my my um, my asshole bleach that I've been I've lost for a while. It's gonna bleach my asshole a couple years ago. You lost your your asshole bleach. It's a little packet. I found you, it. You found it. Found How it. lovely. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> I'm just, why am I scared to use yeah. it? <laughs> uh, because you're fucking putting bleach on your asshole. <laughs> I feel like that's a universally uh, a universally like. I got it for free at a sex shop in Alabama. They have sex shops in Alabama. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Oh yeah, I know they got a lot of hate from uh, Christians. Of course. But why do you get it for free? Probably because they don't get a lot of business. So like here, <laughs> thanks whatever. For, yeah, <laughs> thanks for buying your dildo. <laughs> Here's some anal bleach. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I would never. I would never. I know what bleach does to hair. I'm not interested in putting that on. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Absolutely. No ham. No turkey. Exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> also, ain't nobody fucking seeing my asshole right now. Like, what am I doing that for? I barely even brush my teeth. Like, I barely do my hair. Like, who the fuck cares? Well, see, when I bought it, I was also having a lot more um, intercourse with with people. You were a slut. Yeah, so Just it was. It was more. That's a good term, by the way. I it was more it. practical to use it back then. Yeah. So I don't really. I don't feel really feel the need to use it right now. But I do. I am curious. <laughs> Curiosity is there. <laughs> also, I don't understand why we feel compelled to modify our bodies in such ways, unless you want to. Like I understand, like piercings and tattoos and changing your hair, changing your face, or whatever. Like, if it's something that you look in the mirror. And you're like, oh, this I this improves my, you know, I like I like this cosmetic stuff, you know. I, I so maybe that's maybe that is. I, got, but I just don't. I got my nipples pierced out of like it was right right after I came out, and I was like, st- I was already starting to deconstruct as far as the my religious zealous ass. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> I went to go get my nose pierced, and I went to the thing just one day i was like i'm gonna get something pierced so i go to I'm like i'm gonna get my nose pierced i go there and then i look at all, all the piercings and jewelry and then i see the nipple rings and i go oh, that one i want my nipples to pierce so i did um extremely painful yeah i don't want to do that but it felt, it felt good i don't know it just felt good it felt good to do something like because but you're not bleaching your asshole for you you're not like that's not you don't you like might. You don't. You're not like. You don't fucking have a, a a mirror on your wall, and then also a mirror on the floor, so that you know you like. You might. You put like <laughs> product in your hair. You fill in your eyebrows. You know. You like. You know. I don't know. You like put moisturizer on, and then you spread your legs and look down and make sure asshole looks good before you walk out the front door. Like I don't. No, you're not doing. People don't do that. They might. I feel like bleaching your asshole is only for the benefit of who of whoever is looking at it. I'm sure somebody has bleached an asshole for them. Well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm still single. Maybe that's the answer. Because <laughs> I won't bleach asshole. my asshole. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? If that's the case, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with being single. Fuck, I'm not doing it. And uh, I'm not doing it. I do want to get a... A shit ton more piercings and tattoos, though. Like, ev- fucking everywhere. Would you get your nipples pierced? No. 
And I don't ever take my shirt off. Like, the only time I take my shirt off is to shower. I don't like my body particularly. So I've always dealt with body dysmorphia. So I don't particularly like it. So I don't enjoy looking at it. So I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to spend money on body modifications that people can't see. Which I feel like is very hypocritical considering what I just said about bleaching your asshole. But I want to be able to, I want to, be able to look at them. And I want I want other people to be able to look at them not like a, hey I'm more attractive but more like all of my tattoos have meanings like enjoy my experience with me yeah exactly all of my tattoos have meanings and I enjoy getting to explain that yeah and so I like to look at them while also getting to like hey this is who I am and I put it on my body that makes sense you know I want all the tattoos I want hand tattoos I want neck tattoos I want every piercing I can possibly find. Shoulders end up, of course, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I want no tattoos. I mean, I want no piercings below the shoulders. That just. I want my penis to be tattooed of a snake. <laughs> just for me. Just. <laughs> <laughs> just for me. I can stretch. I can grow. <laughs> just hear me in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snake. Look at it grow. <laughs> Slither. <laughs> It's, you should just get a tattoo of um, Inspector Gadget, <laughs> and then with his arm as your as your dick, and so as, you, as it gets hard, it's, it's go go Gadget, beat us. <laughs> I want my balls to look like dynamites, like the round ones. The round, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like round mm-hmm. dynamite. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. I uh, I want that. Oh, that that's that's funny. But see, I'm the type. Of, I would do something like my my titty piercings. I love mm-hmm. using the word titty. Um, I do enjoy them. Like I enjoy one of them fell out, unfortunately. Uh, rest in peace. But <laughs> I will not get that repierced. Uh, <laughs> it was it. It was a one one time. It thing. was a one time thing. Yeah, yeah. Once now that you know how painful it is, no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. But um, yeah, I enjoy them. <laughs> I enjoy it very much. I like to I like to rub it. It just feels nice to like play with my mm-hmm. uh, piece Mm-mm. of metal in my nipple. Don't. Look, when you if you understand, you understand. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand at all. In fact, I'm sure you've seen me before sit here. And yeah, just like I have. Mess with my. It looks like you're trying to make your nipples hard. Yeah. They're already hard. There's uh-huh. a piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> By definition, they are firm. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Call I'm... me Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? That's that's the. That's the um, that's the new X Men. That's the it, no, that's the X X X Men. Okay, that's nipple piercings and <laughs> that's the X X X Men. X-Men. <laughs> that's the triple, the triple X Men. I've actually seen that. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked that up once or twice on the browser history. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to get tattoos and piercings my entire life. Even when I was, even when I thought I was a Christian, oh, so bad. It's really weird. My um, so I have three. I'm sorry, two older siblings, uh, and then my younger sibling who's 16. But um, all three of us, me and my older siblings, have ever since we were young, we talked about, oh my gosh, we want tattoos because we thought they were cool. Um. Even though technically within the religious realm that was not cool. Yeah, tattoos are like 
<laughs> yeah. Signs of the devil. You might as well just like fucking put a pentagram on your face. You but know? we we still to this day none of us have a tattoo. Not one <sighs> of us has a tattoo. Go get one. Go get a tattoo. I was like, I told my sister, I was like, hey, next if you ever come to visit me, like let's get a tattoo together. Yeah, let's absolutely. Do it. Because mm-hmm. who cares? It's just fucking at this point. I don't even care what they are. Almost, you know, like I just want them on my body. I just want. I want to get hand tattoos really bad, but I'm not. I don't know what yet. I don't want them like. I kind of just want like line work on my hands, honestly. Like I just want. Like a cute design. Yeah, just like line work that goes out into my fingers, and I just think it'd be yeah. really cool. I don't know why I. I just. It reminded me of. Um, when I, well, when I was young, I used to I used to love people's like if they had. Uh, okay, so like you know, in um, Indian culture, uh, India, Indian culture, I don't mean indigenous people of America, but uh, they have like the the women when they when they get married, they get the I forget what they call it, but it's oh uh, the, the henna tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I used to be like when I was a kid, I remember seeing that somewhere and thinking it was the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. And I was obsessed with like like. Uh, hand, intricate I would, designs. I would on like hands. draw on my hands mm-hmm. and do all these mm-hmm. things. Um, but then, yeah, and then for some reason, this is I'm just telling you how my brain is working. Yeah. Some reason, this reminds me of okay. <laughs> when, uh, the first Halloween I was ever allowed to do. Uh, I was 13, 12 or 13, um, and my mom was like, "Fuck it, go ahead." And I was wearing an alien costume. All I wanted was those clip-on that go around your finger that look like nails. Yes. yes. So that I could be like, I wanted to be an alien witch. And I told her, I was like, I want to be like an alien witch. I want to have these nails. And I want to be real creepy like with this alien costume. She would not let me do it because. Uh, what you really wanted to do was drag. <laughs> yeah. She was. She didn't let me do that because the uh, nails are for, for girls. girls. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I remember as a kid. The, my only I wanted to we could finally get like we were able to get costumes one year and um, my only requirement for a costume was that it was flowy I don't know how my parents didn't fucking know at that point I just it didn't matter I didn't care what I was for Halloween I just wanted it to be flowy did you also like use your sheets and blankets and pretend they were ca- capes like, yeah like, like big well it was so funny because that... everyone wanted them to be Capes. I wanted them to be like robes. That's like, what I like used. Big, yeah, robe. Yeah, like I wasn't wearing a superhero cape. I no, was I wearing, was wearing like like this big extra in my brain. I'm wearing this like yes royalty robe. Yep. Have you seen <laughs> that? Um, have you seen that that meme of the um, the evil queen walking down the stairs? Yeah. And it's me in the middle of the night going to get a, like a drink or something with my blanket. Yeah. Whoosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, when I was young, not like young, like child young, like I must have been a teenager or something. I don't know that I did it intentionally, but one, but like I just kind of like gravitated towards it. And now I'm looking back, I like I understand the why. I would always get um dress shoes with like like the hard soles, not like the soft rubber ones, because they would make noise on the ground like like they would sound like heels mm-hmm. the clickety clack of heels and I'd also get like really long like I would make sure that my slacks were really long um 
because then if they were really long when I was going upstairs I'd have to like pull them up and it made me feel like I was like pulling up a dress <laughs> like a really long gown to yeah. like you know how they'd have to like pull it up to walk upstairs so they didn't mm-hmm. step on it yeah yeah, yeah. yes that, that was no that's a insight into my childhood and I would also get uh suits with like the suit jacket would be really long like past my ass because it felt like did you also did you also walk around in your mom's church heels oh we weren't allowed oh oh, absolutely not i would have been fucking probably murdered by my father i did it in secret he would have even in secret i was terrified of him like i didn't know what he would have done probably would have thrown me out in the backyard physically and just left me there till i don't know something but yeah i remember my mom had these red heels for church and they were like bright red uh stiletto heels and i would uh i would sneak down to the basement where she had her laundry and i would put them on and be like "Uh." i always i loved i always was jealous of the of the women in heels like i always loved like (laughs) that was the only the only we've talked about dancing in the spirit once or twice on this show i believe (laughs) We've talked about that. I always wanted to be able to dance in the spirit like the women, but of course I had to do a man one and like whatever. (laughs) But I always wanted to be the dainty, like the do the one twos and yeah, yeah, basically the the Christian Charleston. You know, there was actually a lady in their church that when she danced in the spirit, I realized I realized recently that she was just doing the Charleston. That's what she was doing. It was literally like the one and the two and like the foot yeah. in front of it and the foot behind it. Yeah. I'm like, that's the Charleston. Yeah. She'd yeah. been practicing She'd it. She'd been practicing. She, she was, was very graceful. Yeah. Yeah. She had the long hair and her long hair would bounce back and forth. It was lovely. That was love. I, God, you remember? Oh, here, here goes, here goes Beverly again. Yep. She's got something to say in the spirit. Everybody. Oh, God. Give her attention. Here goes Sister Belinda spinning around the church again. <laughs> Got to wait till play the chorus again till Sister Belinda's done spinning. I remember the first time I was in a Pentecostal church because uh, my guardians are Pentecostal, and I went to it was it was their church, and I was probably I was young. I was grew up in a Baptist church, so I had never experienced Pentecostal or charismatic, and I <laughs> and there was it's outrageous. There was a woman, she's just. Everybody's, you know, starting to dance and shout and all this stuff. And then this one woman starts running around the congregation, around the chairs, around the whole room. Mm-hmm. Starts running around, and then a man starts following her and starts beating on the walls as he's going. Just back, 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 back. And, and, and the pastor up there's like, yes, God, yes, God. Yeah, screaming, and, I was and everyone's... Just like, I was like, oh my God, what's going it's on? chaos. <laughs> the one person, then it, it looks like a fucking marathon's happening because like one person runs around the church and then 14 people follow him. Yeah. You know? And then you lose a couple along the way because they're fucking <laughs> flailing in the corner. <clears throat> and then, you know? Yeah, at my Baptist church, all I mean, you'd see somebody's hand go up every once in a while. Yeah. And that was and, it. And it was like, whew. Well, they're getting crazy. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting filled with the yeah. Holy Ghost. <laughs> and mind you, in our church, we're having to like pull pews out so so Sister Gertrude <laughs> yeah. doesn't fucking con- give herself a concussion again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Songbooks are flying. Shoes are going everywhere. People are having to go back and pick up their scarfs and their high heels and their barrettes from their hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But y'all, I was baptized twice, so I had double the spirit. I was baptized in the water and the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, speaking the fire in tongues. The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs>
But we have a good time here. <laughs> we have a lot of laughs. Okay. Okay, we have fun, but it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to it's time to go. It's and time. whether we mean leave the show or just leave general town, you know. <laughs> Uh, it remains to be seen. Yes. <laughs> to be determined. Will we be back for another episode or will we be arrested? Who knows? What, you know? <laughs> yeah. The world is our oyster. Oyster? Oyster? Toy store? Or oyster? Have you heard that song? Have you heard Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong? You say neither and I say neither. You say oyster, I say oyster. Well, Okay, then. Never mind. On that note. Let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. We've done enough damage for one day. As I say every week, if you enjoy this nonsense, (laughs) you can listen to it in podcast form on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean. It's our turn. Queers in cults. I have uploaded... You know what I did realize I did the other day? I fully edited an episode, saved it, closed my laptop, went off with my day, never thought about it again. So there's... If I do happen to fucking pull my shit together enough to edit an episode, I obviously can't be bothered to upload it. (laughs) And, but we do have episodes. We have over, we have like 35 episodes on there that you can listen to now. Um, If you'd like to email us, it's our turn pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and we'll let you know when we're going live and when a new episode um, goes up, which is rarely. But it's our turn pod on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we, this is, we, we're here every Saturday. Don't go anywhere. Just in general, the world's crazy. <laughs> it's dangerous out there. Um, no, but don't go anywhere. The next show, Donuts, they are in, uh, it's a musical history show. And not musicals as in like, you know, Broadway or Chicago or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a history show about music. Yeah, I think we get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't, listen, I don't like your tone. <laughs> it's a music history show, and they are in, uh, they're up to 2001, which is fucking the early 2000s. That is my shit. So I love, I love the early 2000s. So uh, stick around for that show. Just McCartney. Jesse McCartney. Oh, Jesse McCartney. When I think of 2001, I think of Jesse McCartney. Yeah, that's valid. I think of Jessica Simpson. Not because I want to, but because we've all experienced that trauma. <laughs> we all had to together. do that. <laughs> yeah. I did see a video one time of this guy stripping to the Jessica Simpson song, I Want to Love You Forever. Mm-hmm. And that... Was it good? Oh, yeah. Was it good for you? Oh, it was good for everyone. <laughs> Trust me. I'll have to find it and show it to you. Um... It can't be consumed in public, but I'll show you it later. No, I'm okay. just kidding. But it was really cool. I was it it. Well, <clears throat> when you think of when I think of uh, this is a whole other topic. But when I think of stripping, I think of like upbeat, like lots of tempo, lots of like you know like, like n- climaxes. N- n- no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I also yeah, like, climax. <laughs> <laughs> I mean musical climaxes. Which is what happens when I watch a Broadway show. <laughs> Anyways, it was creative and I appreciated it. And we're going to go. We probably will never come back. <laughs> In the meantime, though, please enjoy these 
this 2000 Divas playlist until the next show comes and redeems the station. Ah, uh, rent. <laughs> <laughs> rent. Uh, uh, hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs>